Hey everyone, welcome back to the Vanessa on Films podcast. This is the podcast where we discuss film and television news. I always, I often find myself saying that this episode is going to be shorter than normal, but they always end up being an hour long. I don't know if that's how this is going to go, but um, there was a lot of news, so it might. Uh, but I want to try to keep this one shorter, so I'm going to get into it right away. And let's start out with the emmy nominations this year felt really boring just the nominations themselves were really boring it was very repetitive i understand that that's how the emmys go a lot of times a lot of the times it's just the same like four shows that are just present most categories and i understand to a certain extent but i don't know it just feels as though um the television academy kind of just like only watched or cared about four shows and so yeah let's let's get into it yeah let's just get into it okay so for best drama series we got andor which was pretty i'm not surprised by the nomination but um i've heard that it's one of the better star wars like pieces of media so yeah it's cool um that it got nominated I haven't watched it yet, but it's definitely, like, something that I plan to watch eventually. It is definitely, like, on my list. Then we got Better Call Saul. Um, I don't... I mean, one of uh, the episodes of this podcast is a reference to the fact that they've lost pretty much every Emmy they've ever been nominated for. So, hopefully they can get one. We also got The Crown, which I think this is kind of surprising, just because a lot of people say that it fell off this season. And a lot of people... didn't care about it but anyways um the crown we got house of the dragon no surprise there the last of us um i what are my thoughts about the last of us i thought it was okay um definitely not nearly as good as other people thought it was i i think i just don't one thing about me is like I'm gonna be really annoyed by pacing that doesn't match my standards or like doesn't necessarily um how do I say this yeah doesn't necessarily live up to like what I want it to be or like how fast or like slow something should be moving I don't know I thought it was okay um it's definitely gonna win a lot of like the technical the technical awards that it was nominated for so whatever um then we got succession which Hi, I don't know what happened, but the audio, like, didn't work. <laughs> uh, there's gonna be a lot of audio issues with this episode. Like, my computer was glitching. Anyway, what I will say is that Succession got nominated. That's probably gonna steal the show, and it's probably gonna win this award, most likely. Um, and then I started talking about Yellow Jackets and how... Or, wait, The White Lotus got nominated. And then I was talking about Yellow Jackets and how Season 2 was kind of wacky. And I'm gonna be talking about how Ty's storyline kind of got sidelined uh anyways uh yeah uh moving on um ty's storyline kind of just got like pushed to the side in a sense um so i'm hoping that like season three they kind of like get back on track with that um but anyways yeah um yeah uh that's that's the best the best drama series uh nominations um as for best actor in a drama drama series oh let's go back a little bit what i wanted to say is that like um hbo has like four four shows nominated um 
and then Disney Plus, AMC, Netflix, and Showtime each have one. And it's just like really funny how like HBO like always kills the the TV game, and they have been for like a really long time. And yeah, so let's move on to the best actor in a drama series, best drama. Wait, what am I saying? Best actor in a drama series. So this is lead. So we got Jeff, Jeff Bridges for The Old Man, Brian Cox for Succession. I don't know why they would put him in lead, but anyways, Kieran Culkin um, for Succession, which I really do think, I really do think Kieran should like win this, um, just because I feel like I'll, I'll get to it eventually. Actually, Bob Odenkirk for Better Call Saul. Pedro Pascal for The Last of Us, and then Jeremy Strong for Succession. And what I was going to say is, like, I really want Kieran to win this, just because I do think, like, he had a bigger presence in the last season of Succession compared to Jeremy Strong and Kendall. But I, I don't know. There's just something about, like, Kendall and Jeremy Strong's performance that, like, just people, like, really, really, like, gravitate towards. And I really think he's great, but I, I don't know. I, I feel like it would be nice to see, like, Kieran win win this award just because yeah he really did step up and like they gave his character more um to work with and so that's like why why i think he should he should win but um i don't know i think it's gonna be a really really tough category let's move on to best actress in drama series so we got sharon horgan in bad sisters melanie linsky in yellow jackets Elizabeth Moss for The Handmaid's Tale, which I haven't watched in, like, I think a season or two. Um, but the last season that I did watch was so good, and I loved it so much. It's just, like, I think, like, the, the um, I think it stopped, like, I, I don't really know what happened, but I stopped watching it because I think it got, like, changed to a different platform or whatever, something along the line, or, like, a different channel, and then, like, it stopped recording on my TV, so I was like, okay, I'll just watch it eventually, and yeah, I do plan to. This is something that I, I know soon I'm gonna have to catch up on, um, just because I love the last season that I did watch so much, and you know, like, I think Elizabeth Moss is, like, probably... I've, like, had this conversation before, and it's, like, I definitely do think that she is, like, one of the best actresses that we have right now, um, and so, like, I feel like I am missing out by, like, not watching the show. We also got uh, Bella Ramsey in The Last of Us, Carrie Russell for The Diplomat, and Sarah Snook for Succession, which, again, more audio issues. I don't know what the fuck happened. But anyways, what I was going to say is, like, she kind of has this in the bag. Like, everyone knows that she's most likely going to win this. What she did in the last season of Succession can never be replicated. Uh, let's go, um, Team Shiv. Uh, yeah, I don't know what I'm saying after this, but continue. But this is, I, I just like this category a little more than, like, the actor in the drama series category, just because, like, it feels a little repetitive, whereas this one, it's, yeah, like, there's, uh, everyone's from a different show, which I think is really cool. Melanie Linsky, he obviously is such a good actress, and everything that she does on Yellow Jackets is so funny and weird, and just every choice she makes on that show is, like, really, really cool, and so... Um, I would, I would like to see her win for the show eventually, um, but I know that season three stopped production and writing because of the strike, which we'll get to that eventually as well, um, but yeah, I think they're gonna give this to Sarah Snook, um, she, I mean, 
it was pretty like outstanding what she did in the last season of Succession and yeah I feel like everything has just been like culminating into this for her so let's move on to best comedy series this you know, like this might not make sense but I feel like more people just care about the drama series when it comes to enemies than they do for the comedy series but whatever we'll still discuss it so we got Abbott Elementary Barry um the bear Jury Duty, which I think is a really inspired choice. The Marvelous Miss Maisel, um, or Mrs. Maisel, I should say. Only Murders in the Building, Ted Lasso, which I still don't know how they're being nominated, just seeing, like, the quality of the show that in the last season. But anyways, and then Wednesday, which, it, it was good, but, like, is it Emmy, even nomination worthy? No. But we'll move on. So we got I, Best Actress in a Comedy Series. I think I might have put this in the wrong order. But anyway, we'll start out with Best Actress in a Comedy Series. So we got Christina Applegate for Dead to Me, which that's really, really cool. Um, I think it's really cool that she was nominated for that. Rachel Brosnahan for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which I feel I feel like she she's won like I think two or like one for this role previously. Um, and I also think this was the last season for the show, so I think I think she might win this. Um, and then we got Quinta Brunson for Abbott Elementary, which, like, exactly. Uh, Natasha Leone for Poker Face, which um, I, ha I haven't watched the show, but, like, I've heard really good things about it. And it's just cool to see, like, Natasha Leone, like, be really, like, present within, like, comedy series, like, with Russian Doll and, like, Poker Face now. Um, yeah, I think I, I think that's just really cool for her. And then we got Jenna Ortega for Wednesday, which I feel like if they were going to nominate anything from that show, it should be Jenna's performance. I definitely didn't think it was going to get, like, a show nomination, um, <laughs> like, a, like, an overall show nomination. So, I think it's really cool that uh, she got nominated. I've, I've been hyping her up for a really long time. Like, uh, it, it sounds like I'm. I sound like I was here from the start. But it's like, yeah. Like I. I feel like when, I feel like when she got like um, announced as Wednesday, I. I immediately tweeted something like she was. She's gonna kill this role just because like, I could. I could have like definitely saw her like doing the, um, the the deadpan nature of the of the character. So yeah. I think it's really cool that she got nominated. We also got for best actor in a comedy series, so Bill Hader for Barry, which, um, yeah, I I really think a lot of people are like trying to like not trying like yeah, I think a lot of people really want him to win this award. We got Martin Short for Only Murders in the Building, which is funny because uh, his other two co-star well it's not funny but his other two co-stars didn't get nominated for the show for their performances so it's really interesting seeing yeah like how he was the only one who got nominated we got jason siegel for um shrinking which i've heard really good things about as well again something i haven't seen uh we got jason sudeikis for ted lasso which my god i just i don't know um it sounds like I'm just like making fun of Ted Lasso but the reason that I'm like um bringing it up is because like a lot of people really want either the next person who I was about to mention Jeremy Allen White for the bear even though a lot of people don't consider the bear um a comedy series but anyways 
yeah, uh, or Bill Hader to win. So I don't know. Um, I'm gonna. I I didn't. I'm obviously not gonna speak about like every single category because there's like so many. But what I will say is that like I wanted to mention the best supporting actress in a comedy series uh, category because it is actually like one of my favorites. So we got Alex Bornstein in um, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. We also got which I I get. I, I don't know about putting her in this category, but still we got um. Io Adebri for The Bear, which she's like quickly becoming one of my favorite actors. I just, I, I just think that like her, her career is going to really take off soon, especially with like Bottoms releasing. And unfortunately, I have been pronouncing, mispronouncing her name wrong for months, like a very long time. Um, so I apologize for that. But um, yeah, um, Io Adebri for The Bear, which I don't like... Mm. I don't know. Alex Borstein is really, really someone that like you want to watch out for in this category. So I don't know how this is going to go. But anyways, we got Janelle James for Abbott Elementary, Cheryl Lee Ralph for Abbott Elementary. So another two people that you really need to like watch out for. Um, Juno Temple for Ted Lasso, Hannah Waddingham for Ted Lasso, and then Jessica Williams for Shrinking. That category is filled with like such talented but like also really 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 funny people obviously they're in the comedy category but like yeah I think Jessica Williams getting an Emmy nomination is really cool um we're gonna move on to best limited or anthology series so we got beef for Netflix um I'll actually get back to that Dahmer so this is monster the Jeffrey Dahmer story which <laughs> anyways Daisy Jones and the Six which is like actually pretty surprising that it got nominated uh, and then Fleischman is in trouble and Obi-Wan Kenobi, which Obi-Wan Kenobi was so boring and I don't know why it's being nominated. But anyways, so what I was going to say about Beef is that like every single time Netflix drops something and people think it's like one of the greatest things ever, I watch it and I get really bored by it and I'm just like, is this what you guys, are we watching the same show? Which like, if you liked this show, it was fine, but like I'd... I guess it was, like, anxiety-inducing, and it definitely did create that, like, tension, um, between the two leads, which I thought was really good, and, um, yeah, I, I think it, like, showcased how, like, people are, can be very self-destructive really well, but I don't know, like, I was, like, watching, and I'm, like, oh, okay, how many episodes do I have left, and, like, I got kind of bored by it, and I don't know, um, but, yeah, anyways, it got nominated, so what do I know? And let's move on to Best Actress in a Limited or Anthology Series or TV Movie. So this is just like a continuation of the um, previous category. So Lizzie Kaplan for Fleischman is in Trouble, Jessica Chastain for George and Tammy, Dominique Fishback for Swarm, which I've heard really good things about her performance. Like, it's very unhinged, but like, she just captures it so well. Katherine Hahn for Tiny Beautiful Things. Riley Keough for um, Daisy Jones and the Six, which I'm actually really, really surprised that she got a nomination for this. Not because, like, her performance was bad or anything. It's just, again, like, I didn't even think that the show would be present this uh, award season or, like, specifically at the Emmys. So that's really cool. Um, we got Ali Wong for Beef. Um, I really... Yeah, even though, like, I criticized, I just criticized the show, I do think, like, her performance was really, really 
good and it showcases how much people are like internalizing and like when they externalize that that is like yeah like showcasing like how people externalize things in the wrong way and i think she did a really good job at portraying that as for best actor in a limited or anthology series or tv movie we got taron egerton for blackbird kamal najiani for welcome to chippendales which another show i didn't think would be present um evan peters for dahmer daniel radcliffe for the al yankovich story michael shannon again for george and tammy and then steven yun for um beef yeah uh, he he was also good in the show, but I, I definitely like to remember Ali's performance a little bit like more. Um, whatever that may mean. Uh, I have no idea how this category is going to go, but anyways. What I will say is like kind of surprising regarding the supporting actor category for the limited or anthology series or TV movie is the fact that Jesse Plemons got a nomination for Love and Death, but um, Elizabeth Olsen didn't. And she was, like, the lead in the show. Um, and as for supporting actress um, for the same category, Maria Bello being nominated for Beauty is actually, like, really, really funny. But um, I think I think it was well-deserved. Um, her performance was really, like, funny and brought a lot to the, to the show. And then Camille Marone for Daisy Jones and the Six. I think she definitely was a standout for a lot of people um, for yeah uh just on the show and yeah also merit meriwether for tiny beautiful things yeah so merit is responsible for like one of my favorite like line deliveries or like scenes in a movie ever and it's the marriage story um serving the paper scene i literally just watch that clip all the time it's like pr her practicing like handing over um the envelope to charlie is like such a funny scene um and yeah i feel like she's like really she's been nominated for so many emmys she's won a bunch so it's really cool to see her nominated for this as well with that being said i'm gonna move on because i feel like i spoke too much about the emmys and gave too many bad opinions so we'll move on we got the first poster for the percy jackson series um yeah, so it was released. It's basically, like, showcases, like, the helmet and then the Camp Half-Blood flag. I have no idea when this show is actually going to be released. I've spoken about it so much on, like, other projects and, like, I feel like I've spoken about it th for, th for this as well, maybe. Um, but yeah, I know it's gonna come out soon. Um, I really do hope that this is good. Um, it's cool that we got this poster just so more people get talking about it and, like, more people get excited about it. And um yeah uh i i really do hope that it's like faithful to the books because obviously the movies were not or at least the movies were just upsetting for a lot of people um so yeah <laughs> let's move on so i maybe should have said this piece of news at the beginning but again the sag after us so this is essentially this is the union for actors in america at least the, they are officially on strike against film and TV companies. So this is actually the second time in the history of Hollywood that actors have joined writers on strike. Yeah, um, you know, the writers have been striking for a couple of weeks. And then a couple of days ago, it was announced that um, the Screen Actors 
guild and you know the union let's just call it the actors union uh they are joining them on strike and good that's all i can say like good because for the most part when you think of actors you think of rich people but at the end of the day most actors are working class and they can't afford rent or like to buy food and or if they can't afford to it's just really hard for them to like balance that and i think a lot of people forget that they think of hollywood and they think of like rich people or like celebrities and it's like yeah those exist um a lot of rich actors do exist but for the most part actors are working class and really can't afford a decent way of life i would i guess we could call it um and so yeah they're joining the strike ai is kind of like fucking up a lot of shit which they're not they, they are trying to be like they're trying to like protect their jobs especially like from a writer's point of view regarding um ai just because a lot of studios now are thinking of using it and that's just really harsh on the writers um because a lot of them might lose their jobs because of it it'll never be as good as a human being writing a, writing a show or like as yeah as human literally that's the best way to put it but that's why they are striking another reason is residuals and streaming services you know like not paying actors and writers and people who work whatever on on the projects for the amount of people that like watch the show so for example they get their contract whatever but then when it comes to residuals that really doesn't exist unless you have a cable show that came out like 20 years ago um but when it comes to streaming they're not necessarily paying these people um for all the extra people that are i guess like on top of like their contract they're not giving them extra money for like the amount of people that have watched and tuned in it's very unrealistic to expect these people not to strike and not be angry about this all things considered so again sag after they after i think that's how you pronounce the acronym they are officially on strike joining the writers and you know all the power to them i really i hope this gets resolved not because uh, again again like i hope i hope this gets resolved because like obviously this is like gonna affect um the way like hollywood moves these pat these next couple of like weeks and months but i'm saying like from a human point of view and like as someone who is a writer and might one day work in this industry like i would like to be able to afford things that i need to survive so i just really hope that for the sake of these writers and these actors and literally everyone who is going to be affected by this i really do hope that they can that this strike ends soon because that would mean that these studios are listening to them and are actually meeting their needs um and yeah uh solidarity with the writers and actors of course that are striking right now and i want to like actually give a little bit of like context regarding this is that like kimiko glenn who um she was on orange is the new black she's been in a lot of like really cool stuff but she actually gave kind of some context context Con oh my god anyway context regarding this and she basically said that yeah a lot of the orange is the new black um cast members actually had to get second jobs whether that was like more acting roles or like i i'm pretty sure she's speaking of like things that weren't acting related just because a lot of the people couldn't even afford to like survive or like live with Alps 
and they couldn't afford like cabs to set and stuff like that and mind you like orange is the new black is like one of the or orange is the new black is like one of the like biggest shows of all time and i guess it kind of like signaled the shift because it was one of the biggest like streaming hits one of the first biggest uh streaming hits i should say and maybe it like signaled like the fact that like their actors could not like even afford to come to set feel like that kind of says something about like where everything was heading and yeah i feel like that really puts it into into perspective i think that's like a really good example and i'm like glad that she came out and said this and um i i don't know it is really frustrating just being someone like who might eventually work in this industry and like seeing that um but i'm gonna move on to other thing kind of still it's it is definitely connected i think this is gonna put more things into perspective because gladiator 2 so this is really scott's upcoming film um it's starring paul mescal denzel washington and pedro pascal um they're actually planning to like halt filming because of the strike and of course you can't really yeah you can't really film something without actors because they are striking and so yeah um Again, I think that just, like, creates more... I, I think that just... I, th- I feel like that is really what's gonna get people to, like, understand. Um, I guess, like, from a, a, a mainstream or, like, someone who isn't necessarily really tied to this, the fact that a lot of, like, production that, productions that they may have heard about are pausing, I think they'll, I think they'll be, like, a little bit clued into as to why and they'll, like, understand it a little bit more. Um sorry i moved my mic um so yeah this is a movie that's gonna be um on 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 hold i guess we could call it okay um i wanna this i this is not related to the strike let's move on uh so samara weaving really great actress i think she's really good at comedy um she was actually just announced to release a couple of months ago. I think she got announced as like the lead in a new Netflix show. And yeah, so she actually just got announced as the lead of another film. So this is going to be, I don't want to call it a period piece, but it is taking place in the 20th century. Don't really know when, but it's going to be, a th- it's it's being classified as a thr- thriller and it's called Eeny Meeny. And yeah, so she's playing a former teenage getaway driver and she gets basically dragged back into her her like her former her former way of life because her past employer offers her the chance to save her ex-boyfriend who's really unreliable. And you know what's funny? Like I was reading the the little like description and it really did sound like a comedy, but it's actually being described as a thriller. Um, but it's really cool that Samara's like, um, I don't know if it's Samara or Samara. I'm really sorry. I'm, I don't know. But anyways, I think it's really cool that she's like leading this movie. Um, I really loved her in Ready or Not. And I'm really, I really, really do want her to become more of like, I want her to be a star. Like, I think, I think she has what it takes. And yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see this movie and like, see how they play with the genre. I don't know when it's taking place. That's also another thing I want to find out. Um, so yeah, we got news about Amy Meenie's an upcoming project. I, what else do I want to say? 
Oh, more news. So Sam Mendes, he basically, he basically was like doing an interview, I think recently, and it was actually confirmed that he declined to do another James Bond movie. So of course he is, he has given us some of the more recent James Bond films, such as Spectre, I think that's how it's pronounced, and Skyfall. Um, so yeah, he, he just like said he would not do it again. And uh, yeah, I don't know, like I, I would probably have the same reaction um, just because it's like once you do something like something like this, like that's connected to like a franchise and a really well-known character. Um, I don't necessarily know if I would want to do it like so often. Um, I mean, it was okay. I It wasn't my favorite, but Sam didn't direct that. But what I'm saying is like the way it ended, you'd like know like, oh, well, they're they're gonna have to um uh, they're gonna have to reboot this and it's like why would he want to like take on the character again with like a different actor and like a different storyline like it doesn't make sense but anyways yeah so he declined to do um another bond movie specifically the upcoming one that's about to be you know like yeah that i i guess is in development in a way um so I, this is the part of the episode where I rant about a movie or a show. It could be something that I like, it could be something that I hate, it could be something that I watched recently, anything. It could be about a specific moment in the film. But I want to talk about the Umbrellas of Cherbourg because of a movie that is releasing this week, which I will get to eventually. Um... And yeah, so it was what it, it was the first Jacques Demi movie I watched, and I didn't really go into it with expectations. Like I think Demi De, Demi's movies were just like on in my watch list, and I was like, okay, well, yeah, I was like, why not? Let's let's watch this. I think it played on TCM, and like one day, or was it on TCM? That might be a lie, but it was on it was on TV. It was like on one of the channels. And I recorded it, and then I went back and watched it. And I was just like, it's like one of those movies where you like watch and you have no expectations, and then you end up loving it. Um, it, it probably one of my favorite musicals, but like, I'm really I'm a really big fan of like set design and set decoration, as mentioned previously on this show. I just everything about it was just so beautiful and when I watched it I was like okay like this guy gets it <laughs> and so yeah it was it was my uh first Demi movie it's like a pretty short movie like you can if you don't really like long movies which you probably need to change that but um it's it's a really like it's a short movie um the the narrative is just really nice and it's inspired so many movies um in my notes i wrote down la la land wishes but i love la la land but you can definitely tell that it is directly inspired by the umbrellas of Cherbourg, um especially with like the the ending and yeah it, it it's inspired a lot from I guess like a technical point of view but also like a narrative point of view when it comes to like romance films and I think everyone should watch it it is a musical 
pretty much everything is sung in the movie. Um, but I, I, I don't, even if you don't like musicals, I think it's just something that you need to watch. It's like, it is required viewing for me. Yeah, it's, it's still my favorite Demi movie. I think the reason that I mentioned this is I was thinking of like what to talk about. And then I thought of the fact that Barbie is, um, coming out this week and uh yeah i'll speak a little bit more on that but basically i just remembered when margot robbie's letterbox got leaked you guys are so annoying stop doing that to celebrities but it got leaked and there was a list called like for barbie or something like gerwig was talking about them being inspirations uh for the film and the umbrellas of Cherbourg was on it and i'm like i could totally see that like Gerwig like knows cinema and like knows musicals and like she she is referential in a way and I do think like Barbie is definitely going to be a referential film um so I was like thinking about that and I was thinking about that list and it was just it included like a lot of really cool movies but the fact that like it might have elements of the, Umbr the Umbrellas of Cherbourg Barbie movie of the year movie this summer <laughs> and I also want to shout out I actually forgot to like mention this last week but theater camp was released last week in certain cities but I think it's going to be more like of a wide release this weekend as well um so go watch it go support indie films I I think Molly the the new generation of like actors when I think of like Io Debris and like see I'm pronouncing her name right now and like Molly Gordon and like the Emma Seligman of it all I think it's like really really cool that these are like who we have especially like in the forefront of comedy just because yeah they're like really cool and I think theater camp I've heard really good things about it and again even though I don't necessarily know a lot about musical theater I really I'm like kind of like not getting more into it but like I'm kind of like learning a little bit more about like that whole culture and I'm I'm excited to watch Theater Camp. Like I actually think I'll probably watch Theater Camp before I watch like Barbie or Oppenheimer. So um yeah, um it's basically just about like an acting camp and they have to put on a final production and Patty Harrison is in it. So like what more do you want? Um and yeah, so thanks for thanks for listening to this. Last week I forgot to do the very prolonged goodbye. Um, but what I will say is, like, we got three, I just named three incredible films that are dropping this weekend. Go support them if you can. Um, we're, like, in a, like, as much as, like, it is frustrating to, like, be within the industry right now and, like, think about the industry right now, we can't just say that, like, nothing good exists because there are tons of great movies and shows that are releasing. We just have to go out and support them. And I should say, like, original things, like, things that aren't necessarily, like, franchise or even though barbie is ip it's still like an original film and like gerwig said this is kind of like a passion project for her she has been working on it for a really really long time and so yeah even theater camp something like theater camp is like wholly original so it's like let's just support these when we can and last week i was that's what i was saying last week like we forgot to do the pro i forgot to do the prolonged goodbye I think it was just me last week well anyways i'm gonna do it today uh thanks for listening um subscribe follow i don't know you don't have to do any of that but like i it might just be me talking to myself like who knows if anyone listens to these but um yeah 
Uh, bye.